0: Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila
1: presents College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Bell Ford. See us at bellford.com or visit the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Verizon Wireless, this is the 5G America's been waiting for. By College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. The ASU fans, home away from home. specialty recipes. Roger Klein's is Arizona bread and ultra smooth. Summer skates. Personalized shower shoes or hoosies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com forward slash partners and order yours today. Buy OxyPal. Our chemical free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Buy M-Drive you're not too old m drive for energy stamina recovery and by nchc.tv and the nchc subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams hope of college hockey champions roger Kleins, cancion tequilas college hockey southwest weekly is part of the ice time hockey sw.com network here are your hosts
2: Scott Stranding, and Paul Hornstein.
1: You are listening to
0: College Hockey Southwest Weekly, live. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Uh, college hockey fans, Paul, I'm going to leave it tonight as uh, general college hockey fans, because this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cantino Tequila. And normally, we reserve the show for NCAA hockey, but... Uh, what I've seen here, Paul, and by the way, this is Scott Strandy uh, sitting in that beautiful Maryville Ice Center in St. Louis, Missouri, Chesterfield, Missouri, technically. Uh, my co-host is always Paul Hornstein on a beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, I'm so worked up that I just want to get started. Well, oh, I get understand that, feeling? that. Did you get my shovel? <laughs> oh, shush. It did, did not you? show up. Unlike the swag box that's headed to you. No shovel showed up for me today in St. Louis. Uh, The 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 shipping company lost it. Apparently, (laughs) Uh, apparently they didn't think there was apparently they didn't think there was a need for a shovel on April 20th in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, Boy, were they wrong? Yeah, I was going to say they'd be (laughs) wrong now, wouldn't (laughs) it? Yes, they would. As I said, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, which we normally talk NCAA hockey, but college start yeah, we will, but let me start this off, Paul, by saying one thing. Uh, last night between the uh, second and third periods of one of the games, uh, I tweeted out, just watched two periods of great college hockey. I left out the ACHA part. The reason I did that, Paul, was um, I watched uh, <laughs> Adrian and in Indiana Tech play just a phenomenal hockey game, which I didn't think could get much better. And then Liberty and Minot State stepped on the ice here at the Maryville Ice Center, hockey, uh, Maryville Hockey Ice Center. And they um, stepped it up even another level. So the difference between the top ACHA teams and NCAA hockey, that gap is starting to really narrow quickly. We're going to talk about some of the reasons why in a little bit, but just your thoughts on what I've been telling you from uh, what's going on here in the world of ACHA hockey. Well, listen, we
2: know just from you, and I am not a data person. Okay, I'm not one of these people. That, well, the, the data says this, and the data says just pure numbers. The amount of people registering to play hockey every year just keeps going up and up and up, uh, especially on the women's side. So, you have more players. If you have more players, you're going to have more talent. And right, exactly. now, and right now that talent, okay, can only go to so many places. So it's just like filling up a, a glass with water. Eventually it has to spill over the sides. And, you know, as time passes here and, and we get more and more kids playing hockey, uh, forget about the portal and forget about the pandemic and so forth and so on. Just the more kids you have playing hockey, the, the, the better the talent level is going to be not only at the top, but underneath the top as well. So, you know, as we've discussed here before, some of the players on those schools' teams, maybe they could have played D3 hockey at an NCAA school. Uh, but for whatever reason, they chose to go to these particular institutions and decided to play their hockey at college that way.
0: Um, yeah, uh, some, me... of these,
2: some of these kids could even have been possible D1 talent that fell through the cracks.
0: Yeah, That's and, what happens when you have more kids playing. Absolutely. We're going to get to that. I, I want to preface that just a little bit, if I can, Paul, by um, six years ago when I started Ice Time Hockey Southwest, and I did it because primarily because ASU was starting an NCAA team, and I felt that their coverage needs were weak at best, uh, just being a big city like Phoenix with four pro No, teams no, no, no. no, no. They're,
2: they're, well, their coverage needs are not weak. They They need a lot more coverage than...
0: Uh, well that that's what yeah. i'm saying they, yeah they were they are weak uh they need more coverage so i wanted to uh try to be a part of that i knew i couldn't be all of it but i wanted no. to be a part of it but the side of um benefit of that paul was i got a chance to because uh, i made the decisions to stay out of juniors and to stay out of high school because it was just too broad
2: yeah but that's, that's I, there's no way to do that as one
0: person no so so acha seemed a, a fit Uh, NCAA seemed a fit. AHL, NHL, natural fits, no matter how much coverage you do or don't do, um, you still need to have them a part of your your coverage. Um, So when I started looking at teams like Arizona State, Arizona, UNLV, um, Grand Canyon, and... I knew that was coming. Anyway, when I started looking at those teams and seeing what they were doing, like I'll be honest with you, and I think Coach Powers will, will admit to it as well. He told me, he said, I kind of raided the kitchen, if you will, at or raided the cupboards at ASU because I was starting an NCAA team. Uh, but that didn't have to be the case at other places. UNLV was a startup. Arizona had a new coach. Grand Canyon uh, was in a basically a men's league trying to get going. And now when I look back six years at it and I go, holy cow, all of this stuff has happened in six years. Uh, We're talking about Arizona state, UNLV, Grand Canyon, uh, Utah, Arizona. You just go right down the whole WCHL ACHA list and you will see a whole bunch of talent. So that being said, like you just made such a great point on uh, there aren't enough places for these people to play. And last night I had the opportunity to visit with Craig Barnett, the executive director of the uh, ACHA. And he said the same thing. He said, something's going to have to change because uh, there's too many good players that aren't getting opportunities. And uh, everybody's looking towards the NCAA to say, Hey, you you need to create some more spots because there's too many good kids that aren't getting a chance to play. Well, and, and, and honestly, isn't that what we're hoping
2: for? Oh, yes, we are.
0: Absolutely, I mean,
2: we are. Um, with, I mean, you know, rumors and and innuendos aside, um, there are so many spots that would be natural fits. Okay? And we understand the, the issue is money. And, and, you know, Title IX is included in that money. So it's just easier to say money. Okay. Um, but forget talking about the quote-unquote non-traditional places. But you can go to some of the traditional spots and find gaping holes in the those areas where it's a quote-unquote natural, okay? Uh, You could talk about the Washington, D.C. area. The fact that the state of Illinois produces tons of players to play at the NCAA level and there's no team in the state is mind-boggling, okay? Uh, You're in an area that actually had Many many moons ago had NCAA hockey. Okay, in the early '70s, St. Louis University had a program for a while, and they were actually pretty good. I'd have to go back and reread what, what the stuff that I saw about it, but they haven't been around at least since the '80s. I think their program folded in the in, in like '80 80 or '81, and. As we said the other night, there was a St. Louis born, a St. Louis area-born player on each of the final four teams left in the NHL playoffs last year. So uh, that's, you know, one player is a fluke maybe. But when you have somebody on all four teams, that stops being a fluke, right?
0: You are correct, my friend. Yeah. Um... <laughs>
2: <laughs> and oh. that's
0: a, that's the case. I mean, it's going to continue to just swell. And I think um, – I want to look back a year, Paul. Uh, you and I talked a year ago, and we said, oh, my God, this pandemic has hit us. All the games are gone. What are we going to do? And uh, we made a decision together, I think, to uh, proceed with podcasts. We said, let's do podcasts because – Um, We can still talk. People can still be different places. So that was our move to continue to grow. And uh, when I talked with uh, Craig Barnett last night, I asked him, I said, you know, Craig, every time I have a podcast or a conversation about ACHA hockey, I bring up the word relevancy because in ACHA hockey, if you don't stay relevant, your program's gone. Um, And people told us, I know you heard it as well, that, oh boy, well, this pandemic is going to hurt hockey. Uh, it's going to hurt NCAA hockey. It's going to get hurt. And it's doing just the opposite. As a matter of fact, this five-year washout period to get through the NCAA granting extra years of eligibility is going to create so much pressure, I believe, over the next two to three years that you're going to have to have programs step up. And uh, part of the reason I'm at this uh, national tournament uh, ACHA National Tournament just to see how lively that is. We talked about uh, Lindenwood has already made the decision. People still don't want to really come out and say it, but it's been made. I mean, the schedule for next year is, uh, and the ACHA coaches know it, uh, Wade, Wade Regier of uh, Minot State <laughs> told me that, that he said next year is going to be a really fun year to play Lindenwood because they're bringing in NCAA uh. players in preparation for next year, the following year. So, are they doing now hold on
2: a second. Now
0: is that the case? They're, he's, that's what Wade told me. He said they're recruiting NCAA talent that will play with them next year and then will become part of their NCAA program the following year. That's what I'm told. I don't know the facts. I'm just telling you what I was told. And did he so say that saying- to you on the record? Yes. Okay. Yep. He said it he said it on our interview that uh, that's one of the challenges now is that these teams are getting better and better uh, because, oh, because my they've question, got a game plan. My,
2: my question to you is then,
0: yeah,
2: see, because this is the way my mind thinks. If they do <laughs> Uh-oh.
0: that. Uh-oh, folks. <laughs> Sit back. Get ready. <laughs> if they do that, what does that do to eligibility? I, I'm sure they must have I, figured I, out. I, I don't I know. Guess,
2: uh, I guess if they play NCAA teams, that starts a clock even if they're not yeah, considered I, at that level.
0: But somebody NCAA... somebody would have to tell me that because from the NCAA because I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're considered exhibition games. It doesn't count.
2: So uh, Listen, if you know somebody that knows how to figure out the NCAA, let me know because <laughs> – I should I, have done that
0: last – two weeks ago when I was in uh, – in Pittsburgh, that would have been the time to look for the NCAA thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, we we might need more lawyers. And I don't think my son is going to be through law college by and then. law school
0: soon enough for us to find out. Okay. Anyway, um, so the whole co- topic of conversation today, I think the season has ended for NCAA teams. They're now in the recruiting, the working out. Well, and, Preparing for the next year. Has ended. That's what I said. Yeah, the, the, the work has not. I said
2: the season Because, and here's, uh, at some point between now and then, where I'd like to get a, a, a coach on here to talk about this. Um, June 1st, they're a lot, I mean, they're taking off all of the uh, restrictions, of the NCAA. June 1st, you go back to normal recruiting.
0: Well, if so, we're, we're going to have a coach do that, can I suggest Frank Saratori? Because I don't know any other coach that's going to be straight up honest with us except Coach Saratori. So I well, guess he's listen, the guy he we to have to lean on. on.
2: I'm, I'm okay. Listen, <laughs> I'm okay with that because, you know, he's 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 one of those guys, uh, ask him a question and then let him go. You and I could just sit back and, and, and let him go and let him talk and, uh, he'll tell us everything we want to know and maybe it's all a whole bunch of stuff we don't want to know,
0: but it'll be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Love you, Frank. I hope you're listening and uh, are feeling better from the last time I was there about a week ago and you're a little under the weather. So uh, by the way, let me throw that out there. The Air Force uh, story should be up on Sunday. We're hoping anyway, hoping our executive producer gets feeling better. It's been a, a rough bout of, I'm calling it the flu, but uh, overtook, um, the house that she's in right now. So um, we hope Terry's feeling better. Because um, yeah. I don't know if you and I, do without her. Yeah, me either. Uh, you and I are, uh, <laughs> are, are somewhat uh, away from that situation, at least at the moment. So yeah. we'll continue to cross our fingers and hope for the best. Um, so anyway, uh, we talked about the portal and past shows. And I think that's uh, – we're going to take a quick break here in a minute. And then we'll come back in and get back into that portal situation because – It's interesting, Paul. Uh, I run into 16 or 17 or 18 different ACHA coaches this week that have been hanging out, and they're all just as curious as the rest of us as to what's going to happen. Will some of these players that lose their spots have to filter down or whatever? We'll get into that in a minute. Let's take a quick break. Let's hear from some of our partners, and then we'll be back to talk more college hockey Southwest Weekly. You with us? The nation's top teams.
1: America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal. On nchc.tv. Your home
0: Visit us at mexicanmoonshine.com. Roger. Roger Klein's Cansion Tequila.
2: Award-winning taste since 2011.
1: At the Looking for a big school hockey college experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University is for you. The men's team starts their third season of competition. As the, pro... As the program adds an d 2 men's team, and a new ACHA women's D1 team. All three teams will call this two sheet, 84,000 square foot arena home, giving any player a varsity level field. <laughs> Playing in the brand new 2000 seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the
0: Saints will enjoy a first class athletic experience as the men battle against AC- ACHA powers such as
1: Lindenwood, Central Oklahoma, and Missouri State,
0: located in. St. Louis suburbs, Maryville is the second-fastest-growing private university in the country, offering both a world-class education and a first-class athletic experience. For more, go to MaryvilleSaints.com. If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere,
2: then head to Burrito Express. the breakfast burrito served all day to combination plates for lunch. Burrito Express delivers
0: that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. All right, we're back college hockey southwest weekly scott strandy joining you tonight from the beautiful maryville hockey center in chesterfield missouri where i have been for the past six days or so my co-host is always paul hornstein enjoying the luxury and the livelihood of beautiful long island new york and that palatial estate paul um, <laughs> the luxury is- of my basement We jumped into uh, the first part of the show with a bunch of ramblings about all the different things that are going on. One of them in the ramblings was the portal. Uh, We keep making a big deal out of this, and I think we're going to have to because there are so many names in there. We're seeing some start to filter out now and find homes, but uh, there's still a lot of people that are uh, hockey players, good hockey players, that are looking for places to uh, call home, right?
2: Well, there's tons. Um, yeah, I, and we have to, you know, to, uh, to understand uh, some of these, you know, some of these players uh, are not going to find homes.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's a cold, hard this, reality of it.
2: Some of these players are not going to find homes. And. And you're going to sit there, and 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 so these guys are going to want to play somewhere. You know, maybe they all don't. You know, maybe they they all don't end up playing, so to speak, uh, next year for somebody. Um, th- will they all stop playing? I doubt it. So, where are they going to go? They're not going to go back to juniors.
0: <laughs> no, they can't
2: because most of them, most of them have aged out. Well, some of them might. Some of them might. There's a whole bunch of freshmen uh, that played. So, you might see some of these kids go back to juniors. Um, you know, I, I don't well, think they'll go play division. I mean, I guess some of them could go play division three. Uh, Let, let's
0: stop right there. Hey, hold on, hold okay. on a minute. Let's stop right there because that's happened before the pandemic and before this right. uh, huge right. no, that, blow up of the portal. I've, I mean, we're talking it. about like uh, Willie Nerum and James Sanchez, what right. they did. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, it's not uncommon. I just want people to understand it's not uncommon. It's just that there might be a whole bunch more. And here's where the problem comes into me, Paul, is that those junior teams are bringing team players in to yeah. be a part of their team, younger players. It. So now they have to create spots for older players. So then the trickle-down effect is what happens to the younger players? Where do they go? How do they play? How do they stay active and continue to improve?
2: Well, listen, I, I, I don't know. I'm not in this situation, so I can't say anything. I, I, mean, I mean, so I mean, I, I can only speculate uh, just my own gut feeling as a coach say it might take some of these players back. Uh, that's why I, I brought it up. Cause you could see some of the, 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 the younger players going, but most coaches are not going to do that. They're not going to want to bring in, uh, older players. Uh, you might see a few of them go back. If the, the junior team needs to, uh, fill a spot or two, I'm just throwing it out there because it is a possibility. Is it likely? No, because th- a lot of that list is juniors and seniors, too. And, you know, juniors and seniors are not going back.
0: No, absolutely. Well, you wouldn't think. I mean. Uh... But they can't <laughs> possibly know... be young enough. Oh, yeah, true, true. That's a good point. That's a good point. They're aged out. Uh, I just did quick math on my calculator, and this is kind of scary, but uh, if you have 250 names in the portal and you were to break it down between the quote-unquote 61 teams that we currently have in uh, NCAA hockey, that's roughly four players per team. Right. So that's, uh, you, you have 20 guys that start on your roster. You take uh, four of those, that's uh, a fifth. Am I doing math correctly? That is a fifth of your roster potentially. Uh, for some okay. places that could be turning over with the portal. Um, that seems like a lot to me if you break it down over every team, because we know not every team is losing players and not every team is gaining players. Well,
2: not every school is going to take the You know, they're, even though they're allowed to by the NCAA, uh, some of were are like, nope, we're not, we're not doing that. We This is our limit and that's it. You know, it might be out of the coach's hands.
0: Yeah, true. That's a good point. Um, there's
2: just so many variables to this. <laughs> you said it. Okay. And this is why we love it. Uh, I, I'd like to keep be able to keep better track of it. But, you know, I, I'm, uh, unfortunately, life gets in the way of, you know, doing things that we want to do.
0: What? You just can't stay up all night every night doing stuff? Well, no, I don't have the luxury that you have of being the world traveler that you are. Uh, You're defining the world apparently now between Michigan, Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania, I should say. uh, Those are are only the places that we know you've been. We don't know where else you may or may not have been. Good point. Uh, Good point. Okay. So as we... uh, as we talk about uh, places for people to play, some of the things, Paul, that uh, are interesting are the teams that are coming on board. And I know you know uh, LIU, right in your backyard, kind of, uh, came on board this year and, and had some success. But they won a few really announced so Yeah, they announced so late, though, in the year, like it was April last year, um, about this time when they said they were having a team. So uh, to be able to do what they've done is pretty remarkable. So and then we know St. Thomas is coming on and they've got a new coach and I'm going to let you touch on these a little bit more, but, um, there, there's things happening and there's stalls opening up. Lyndon Wood of course made uh, their announcement roundabout way that they are, uh, in two years, (laughs) going to be be an NCAA program. Uh, I wanted Rick Zombo to come on with us so bad. And, and, uh, if you know Rick Zombo, he's a great guy and a terrific hockey coach, but, um, he does not really engage unless you uh, throw a rope around him and throw him in a chair. So <laughs> You didn't do that? No, no. I mean, he's probably uh, – let, let me tell you a quick Rick Zombo story. I remember his days back at North Dakota when he played with uh, guys like Doug Smale, Kerry Eads. I'd go on and on and on about the talent they had back then, but – They would be so fierce on the ice that a lot of times it spilled over off the ice. (laughs) And if you ever go back and look in the 80s for a UND Wisconsin brawl, you will know what I'm talking about. And it wasn't just UND Wisconsin. It was UND Minnesota and Denver and whoever they played. But uh, there were times that they just took the the fight from the rink right to the bench and sometimes even up to the stands. So... (laughs) Rick, um, Rick, well. <laughs> Rick, Rick, Rick is a very, very. Were there shoes involved? Tough cookie. Uh, there were skates. <laughs> the other people had shoes. <laughs> well, yeah, but was anybody hit with those shoes? No, I don't. I'm not going to go into detail. I'm just telling you, go to YouTube and search UND hockey in the 70s and 80s. And and you will find a lot of great stuff. I promise you. Anyway, uh, that's enough on Rick. I don't want to beat him up too bad because he may come on the show sometime. But um, well, yeah, yeah,
2: also, he might actually beat you up.
0: So, I mean, I don't know. He, He He might actually be in the building and take me down. I better be careful. (laughs) But anyway. Come on, Rick. Come on. Do it. Do it. I'm telling you, his following here in the St. Louis area is unbelievable. The Lindenwood fans are, like, unbelievable. Everybody's got their group of fans, but those Lindenwood people, especially being in their backyard for a week, um, they love their hockey. They love their coach. They love their team. So, anyway. Well, listen. Break these down. Break these down for me. Let's start with we don't really go over LIU because they played a year or COVID year if we'll call it that, but but start with uh, Saint Thomas Paul. Well, you know they, they 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 went the
2: name route with the coach uh, Rico Blasi um, is well well known in the college hockey world. Uh, he played at Miami, coached at Miami, was there for a long time.
0: And can can I shout this out? He's also a really good friend of our NCAA, our uh, NCHC people in Josh Fenton and uh, Michael Weissman. So shout out to you guys at the NCHC. You were so good to me. I gotta give you a plug here and there. Uh, that's I'm
2: fine with that. That's fine by me. Um, and you know they they are. I'd love to get somebody, whether it's somebody directly involved with the program, because they, they, they are in an interesting situation. They are in a unique situation that ASU was not in, uh, that Lindenwood, should it be official, you like to, by, by the way, I'm making air quotes just in case you couldn't figure that out, um, <laughs> that Lindenwood would not be in. Okay? And let's just, for argument's sake, say... One other school, say, that was in the semifinals yesterday decided to uh, make the jump. Okay? Uh, They would not be in the same place that St. Thomas was in. Yeah, explain
0: that to the listeners, Paul.
2: Well, my layman's understanding of this is because the entire athletic program is jumping levels that there is a probation period of one year, I believe. Correct. No, I might actually be up to five. What? This is why I'm saying that I, this is, uh, I, I would, I'm
0: listening. (laughs) Okay.
2: Well, I don't, I don't, I, what I'm saying is don't, don't take this as gospel because, I'm not 100% sure. But there definitely okay. is a probation
0: period. So so let me ask you this then. In the probation period, does that mean that you can play NCAA games, but you just can't play in the tournament? You can't qualify you for the tournament. Is that what that tournament. means? Okay. You're not eligible But you can for the tournament. still play legitimate games and post well, record and conference. all that stuff. No, 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 yeah. the, okay. they're in. I just want to clarify that. Uh, their
2: hockey program is part of the new CCHA. Love it. We're going to get into that this summer too. Well, yeah. Uh, hopefully, maybe we can kidnap their commissioner and bring him on too. Um, Why not? Well, listen, don't don't. It's, it's He's a Minnesota guy, right?
0: We have everybody, enough of him. Really?
2: Seriously, we have oh, really? enough of them on this darn program.
0: Really? Doesn't everybody have a tie to Minnesota somehow? Uh, <laughs> um,
2: but. Uh, Say as Lindenwood or uh, ASU or, uh, or say one of the teams that was in the semifinals yesterday decides to make the jump from ACHA to Division I hockey. They don't have to worry about a probation period because their athletic programs are already Division I. I whereas St. Thomas is bringing up their entire program from the division three level. And that is whether, I don't know if people know it or not, a very interesting story that basically the league that St. Thomas was in kicked them out.
0: <laughs> They're too good.
2: <laughs> they were too dead. That, that is exact. They were too good. They were, they were literally too good. Um, and I think this has to do more with football than anything else. Yeah, true. Okay. But you can't kick out the football team and say, you know, the rest of you guys can stay.
0: Right. <laughs> you might want to try it. But you can I try don't it, I guess. That, that but I, don't,
2: I don't think you would be too <laughs> successful. So, But what do I know? Um, so, it, and it's a process to go from Division Three to Division One. But St. Thomas did appeal to the NCAA to allow them to bring their whole program up. And I'm sure that the NCAA took a big look at their finances before allowing St. Thomas to do that. Not that I think anybody at St. Thomas, based on what you tell me and what other people tell me, have to worry about finances at that place. Right.
0: (laughs) No, they don't. They
2: really okay. don't. Um, so, at, at least for a couple of years, uh, Rico Blasi's got to recruit against, A, not being eligible for national tournament. And, B, um, I believe they are in a small arena situation. Uh, Correct. They, they, I don't know how big their building is. They share it with one of the
0: prep schools. In the area? Uh, I, okay, so I, I believe they have options to uh, to play games. Like, they may play uh, different places in Minnesota. They're not far from – I mean, they're in the Twin Cities. They're in St. Paul. So right. they're not far from uh, major facilities where they can play big-time games. And, you know, I've already heard rumblings that uh, different schools like St. Cloud State where going to try to play everybody, including St. Thomas, in the state of Minnesota, either – uh, within their conference obviously with Duluth and things like that or outside of the conference with Minnesota State and um, Bemidji State and stuff like that so it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see how that goes but yeah St. Thomas is in a unique situation um we mentioned Lindenwood as, as a team coming on board and like I've, I've been told and, and this I got uh on air from the commissioner of the WCHL the conference of which uh well, he's commissioner of that league and the other league, so that Lindenwood plays in. And he said that he was told by Lindenwood that they would be playing a hybrid schedule this coming season. They would play all home games against uh, ACHA opponents, but they would not play road games against ACHA. They were saving all their road trips for NCAA schools as exhibitions. So that's what I know. Um, the anticipation is then that that would be followed up by a full NCAA season after that. The bottom line, though, Paul, is they are actually making – is that tequila I hear? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm just wondering. Roger Klein's Can't See On Tequila, live on the podcast, College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Yes. Okay. Well, some some of us have the life. Some of us don't.
2: Yeah, well, listen, some of us are stuck
0: in our basement and some of us are, are gallivanting around the country. <laughs> okay. okay, so anyway, what that does mean is more stalls opening up for NCAA players. And, and like you alluded to, and part of the reason I was here is because I wanted to see um, where teams are. And again, I keep using Coach Powers as a reference. I'm sorry, Coach, if you, you want to bang me over the head, feel free to. But you have told me so many times that, the three elements that you need to become an NCAA program is your university support, your financial support, and the one that a lot of people miss is the one where you always say, you must be competitive in the league that you're at. You must win the league that you're at. Uh, he did it. He won a national championship, then he made the jump. Um, so tonight, we have two teams vying for a national championship at the ACHA level. We have Minot State, and we have Adrian College in Michigan. Um, the weather forecast. I don't know was, why.
2: I don't know why. Right on.
0: Keep,
2: well, yeah, I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> for whatever reason, I keep thinking Adrian College is in Ohio, nope. and I know are... it's not true. <laughs> it just for whatever reason,
0: that's. Uh, well, it, it, well, you. You and I both got scolded by the Adrian no, no, no. I did get for scolded. using the wrong. Yeah, you did too. We all no, got scolded because we used the wrong, the wrong hashtag on there. They are not the, the AC Bulldogs. That's their NCAA one. So they sent me a new one. They said, Adrian, uh, MD one, <laughs> hockey is their official Twitter feed for ACHA. But, um, I'm reminded of it every day here, Paul, because I see the buses pull in, and I, I've been joking about this uh, all along, as I said. Um, obviously, Maryville is in, so they didn't have a bus, but normally they're, in the ACHA level, there's 16 buses that pull up, especially the first day, right? Oh, uh, yeah, well, listen, of, I mean... Eight of the teams are practicing, eight are playing. So <laughs> well,
2: let, Let's face it, I mean, you have, you know, with those two schools, with the schools we know, St. Thomas... And in <clears throat> that St. Louis area school,
0: Lindenwood. Go ahead and yeah. say it. Start shouting um, them out. That's going to be good. That's
2: you know that's forty four more stalls. Yes, forty four more places
0: for people to play. That is huge,
2: and it is probably more necessity for St. Thomas to hit the portal than it will be for Linden. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. Not that that Lindenwood is going to want to play those games on the road and be embarrassed, but it's just not the necessity in terms of uh, looking for bodies that St. Thomas is because they have to fill an entire roster. You might see, I don't know, I I would – If you might see half a dozen of the freshmen or sophomores that are in the portal heading to Lindenwood, I can't imagine they're going to take juniors and seniors. But what do I know? Well, let me tell you
0: this: Coach Powers told me again uh, when I asked him about starting. All comes back to him now, doesn't it? Yeah, always. It always seems to come back to Coach Powers, doesn't it? Let me tell you: as you walk around this building everything comes back to coach powers from Kirk handy at Liberty to uh, Wade Regeer. I mean, everybody's got a story about playing Arizona state and, and coach powers and his relationship with them. Uh, they all respect him so much because of what he's done by making the jump, but also the fact that he hasn't forgotten his ACHA roots and they all appreciate that 100% that he's willing to play those teams, give them an opportunity. But, um, a point I was trying to make was uh, by watching this tournament and seeing the best teams. And I'm not going to tell you what coach told me this, but A coach told me that there were four-and-a-half uh, four teams here that were top notch. <laughs> he said we got four teams and we got a half. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the teams. I think he can figure it out, and I'm not even going to tell you the half because I think well, that's, that's a bit That's the one I'd ask you about
2: because I could sit here and, and, and figure out
0: the uh, – yeah. he, he told me that there's a half. Four and a half teams that really really are at the next level. and um, it, When I watch the games, and I, I'm taking a lot of photos, so I'm seeing a lot through my lens and through the, uh, the iPhone uh, – 12 Pro Max, which is fantastic, by the way. Uh, Shout out to Apple. But anyway, um, when you look through that lens and you see the positioning of players, the the things that I notice is in NCAA, the players are always in the right spot. Uh, Sometimes in ACHA, the players are not always in the right spot. Many times they aren't. But for those four and a half teams, much of the time they are in the right spot, which means they break out cleanly, they defend very, very well. They take away time and space, which is something a lot of ach teams just don't have the skill to do. So if you're going to exceed at this level, you know that uh, a team is really good when they can take away time and space. They can play physical, they keep the play to the outside, and they really crash to the net hard. And it's visible. It is clearly visible between the four-and-a-half and the other teams. And and the teams that are not in that four-and-a-half, those coaches know that's where they have to get to. Um, I had a visit with John Hogan, and we talked about that. And he said, you know, it was good for my guys to play here. He said, I knew that we weren't the caliber of of Liberty when we played them. But he said for our guys to hang uh, for half a game, making it uh, nothing-nothing halfway through the game. Get that? Nothing-nothing? Got it. You don't get (laughs) kudos for... Oh, that's, anyway. like saying, that's like uh, you should uh, whatever, yeah anyway, he was saying that that his guys needed to learn that this is the level that is at at the tournament. He said you can get away with some stuff in September and October, but you can't get away with it in uh, March and April and uh, you know that's to me that's uh, a coach that identifies things quickly and is very mature at where he's at so John Hogan shout out to you for that one so. Anyway, thanks for be, you
2: letting me use my, your office.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, he, he, you know, I think right now they're changing the nameplate to put my, mount, my name on there for some reason. <laughs> and then John I, can borrow it occasionally. That's good. That That's about <laughs> right. <laughs> the cranes are here, by the way, too, Paul, because they're opening up part of the roof so I can get out eventually. Well, gee, I don't know if they can they're, 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 they're make the <laughs> roof high enough for you to get out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway so so that's what i saw that and that's why um the obvious question is what teams uh could potentially be good fits to make the move uh we know Wood's making the move could liberty could they be a team could minot state be a team could could it be adrian could it be i don't know uh miami i mean ohio uh could they be the one Ohio well, listen.
2: Um, well, I has another school that had a program at one point.
0: Could, could it be uh, UNLV?
2: Could it be well,
0: UCLA? Could it
2: be Oregon? Let's let's well, see so you, you want to talk about an area that needs that is under way underrepresented in at the NCAA level. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I Let's not forget, long before the Kraken, and we have not obviously played a game yet, um, Oregon and Washington, the states of, uh, have long been supporters of junior hockey.
0: Big time junior hockey, I might add. Okay, yes. Um,
2: the Portland uh, Timberhawks and uh, all those teams up in the Seattle area, there's tons of them. Okay. um you know so I mean they are up that area is very much underrepresented um, you, you talk about the teams that you mentioned uh, you know just based off of the interview you did with the head coach uh, in theory uh, the biggest obstacle for, for people is a place to play. And at Liberty, it's already there, and it's on campus, and seats about three thousand. You know, as we said, we were getting ready for the Air Force, the you know, uh, Cadet Arena, right? That's a, that's the name, right? Air Force Cadet Arena. Yeah, I believe yeah, it's correct.
0: Currently, it might be for now, changing, but it's, it's it currently
2: the Cadet Arena. Uh, they they only sit twenty five hundred. Yep, Probably. and they love it, but they and, seat twenty five hundred. They- so. So there's a place that does not have D1 hockey, NCAA D1 hockey, has a building that can support it already on campus, and its other sports teams are already Division One. So that would be more like an ASU move in terms of uh, the program elevating itself. They would not be on probation, so to speak, like Saint Thomas is, and would be would be immediately eligible for the NCAA tournament, assuming they played enough games. Uh, And I don't think thirteen will be the minimum next year. (laughs) I don't think.
0: God, I hope not.
2: God, I hope not.
0: not I'm knocking on wood on that one, but um, yeah, I mean that that's. Totally the case, and like when you look at uh, like Adrian, Adrian has an uh, NCAA program, and they've got uh, a thriving uh, ACHA program. Several teams. I mean, when you listen to my first interview with uh, Gary Estalos, uh he will tell you on the interview about just how good Adrian is. That's part of the reason that that I did these interviews too was to let them tell people in the Southwest about their programs. I mean. Yesterday, it was Minot State. I let both the captain and the coach tell us about Minot State and why they are what they are. So it's all about, I guess, to bring this thing full circle, Paul, what I want to say is that the pandemic has been something that uh, a lot of people look at it as a very negative thing, and it is. We lost millions of people. Um, well, I guess not millions of people, but we lost hundreds of hundreds thousands Hundreds of thousands, of yeah that have died from this pandemic and then, you know, millions that have been affected by the pandemic. So when we look at this uh, and we go, is there a bright side at all? Can we find anything positive? Well, um, I think we can, because I think in the world of hockey, uh, the pandemic has helped bring things together and create um, so many things. And Paul, almost to a player or to a coach, they have all told me, you know, number one, we are just so thankful that we could play. That's all they cared about. Um, They said they they felt bad for the teams that couldn't play, but they just were so thrilled that they could play. So uh, kudos to everybody that that got through it um, and made it this far. And for the teams that didn't, kudos to you for staying relevant and keeping your head in there and understanding that this is a worldwide pandemic that you're fighting. And maybe, just maybe, a year from now, we're going to be talking about a couple more teams. So if you're talking what do you say? 44 lockers coming in with two schools. Um, how about we add another 44 next year or two more? Okay. I'm down. All right. By the way, so,
2: you know, just to, to tie it into, uh, what we were hoping to have tonight. Uh, okay. Um, if you're questioning, you know, just listen, does it happen all the time? No, but, uh, you know, we were trying to connect with uh, Elijah Bariga, who plays for AIC. Correct. Uh, and he came out of the UNLV club program and and got uh, a scholarship to play at the D1 level. Uh, does it happen often? No. Uh, well, I'll tell can you that. Think... Obviously it yeah. can, because
0: it did. Yeah, in Elijah's case, I think uh, what happened was that he he was playing at UNLV and he got the opportunity to to go on and, and accept the scholarship at AIC, and um, yeah, I think he played the BCHL first. If I if I don't uh, correctly, uh, so I think that was the thing. So um, he he got I, the opportunity I, I, and he made the most of it. I like
2: the uh, the salmon arm silverback of the BCHL, i love that that's that is not a a a team name that i've heard before so uh i like that uh, i don't know where in bc that team plays <laughs> i don't think there's a town called salmon but i uh, could be
0: I, wrong no i'm not sure i'm not sure on that i don't as either well, that's well. why yeah, I, we'll do some digging into that before the next show, but uh, hopefully we'll get Elijah on. I know it was late late notice, like last night I got a hold of Coach Raboni, and I said, hey, I think Elijah would be a great interview tonight, uh, especially with the ACHA uh, National Championship game just uh, two hours away from us now, or one hour away. Holy cow, it's getting close. Um, so anyway, uh, hopefully we'll get Elijah on, because I think his story will inspire a lot of people that are playing ACHA hockey to let them know that it's not over just because you play one year ACHA doesn't mean that you're not going to go somewhere else and succeed somewhere else. And, you know, Cody Williams played ACHA hockey, moved on, played the uh, junior or uh, professional hockey in Europe. There's been a couple yeah. of guys from Arizona States club team that have moved on and played uh, pro hockey in Europe. So the, the opportunities are there. ACHA is not uh, that far away and it keeps getting better and better. I mean, Six years ago, Paul, if you just said, hey, tell me what the ACHA climate is in the West, I would have said, oh, goodness, they got a long ways to go. And kudos to every one of those coaches uh, uh, from Arizona State to Arizona to UNLV to Utah to Colorado. Just go down the list. They have done a fantastic job. And, again, it's going to go back to Coach Powers laying the roadmap for them, but they all know that uh, they they have to make their programs better. They have to make them more like – uh, NCAA uh, run programs, even though they're ACHA. If that makes any sense.
2: Well, here's the question that would have. To, here's the question that I would ask: um, Are there some schools that have this problem? Yeah, um, but uh, do these ACHA teams have a problem filling their rosters?
0: Can I answer that for you?
2: Well, that's, but I'm saying that's the question. You have the answer. (laughs) Obviously, give it to me, but I mean, you get the the, point, though.
0: The answer is this, Paul. Two years ago, Arizona State had 125 people try out for club hockey, if you will, ACHA hockey. 125 men. I'm not talking about the women's side. Uh, They have a D2 team, a D1, a D2, and they were thinking they were going to have to have a D3. So divide, you know. 120 or 125 by three, you've got enough for for more than three teams. You yeah, got enough well. for more than four teams if you wanted. So yes, the answer to that is yes. There are kids that are there and ready and want to play. It's just a matter of uh, uh, of getting it all down, and and it all starts at the top. And and right now tonight, I'm going to tie it right back to where I'm at. The championship game tonight. Um, visit with Gary Astalos from from. Adrian, visit with Wade Regeer from Minot State. Watch how they run their programs. Watch how disciplined their teams are. Does it get feisty? It gets a little feisty. It's a little. That's okay. But but you know, do you remember the days, Paul? you remember the days, I'm sure, of when ACHA hockey was boon hockey?
2: Oh, see, I was going to say, I think yesterday was the anniversary of uh, the Islanders' first cup run in there, a couple of games against the Bruins where. Uh, Terry O'Reilly decided he was going to take on Clark Gillies and that ill-fated decision by Mr. O'Reilly so I was going to say I understand um, shall we say some extracurricular activities
0: yeah well I can tell you I have seen about equally as many on NCAA rinks this season as I've seen on ACHA ranks as far as that goes so The guys have cleaned it up. They're here to play hockey. The coaches have cleaned it up. They're here to coach hockey. They want to develop players, and, uh, you know, sometimes you can't get to that next level, but you've got to enjoy the level that you're at. And I'll tell you, the kids on the ice tonight will tell you to a man that they are thrilled and excited and uh, really enjoying the fact that they're playing hockey right now in the pandemic year, and they don't care if it's an ACHA championship or NHL championship or well, listen, NCAA championship. Listen, I,
2: I, I'll tell you flat out, okay, without having seen a second or spoken to any of the players or what have you, and that's whether it's this year or or last year or next year, Okay, uh, you check back with the players on the winning teams, in 10, 15, 20 years. And you check back with the players on the teams that don't win. And ask them how it feels. And you know as well as I do. That to a person. And this goes for they had the women's championship too. Liberty won that this past week. Mm mm-hmm. You know, sure and, did
0: last yeah, night, as a matter of fact, I
2: believe. Wisconsin won the the, the D1 women's show. You ask any of those players, okay, whether it's at the D1 level or where you're at now at the ACHA tournament, okay, um, what, what they feel or what they remember or how they think about it 10, 15, 20 years from now. And I promise you, to a person, they will remember every moment.
0: <laughs> You're absolutely correct, my friend.
2: Every single one.
0: Okay, so next week we get back to a little bit more normal schedule. I'll be in Texas with the uh, under-18 world yeah, juniors. Normal. Oh, goodness. In other words, back Can you to the gallivanting
2: world Wait. traveling.
0: I can't – when I say it, Paul, I just kind of stumble on it because the World Juniors in Plano, Texas, I mean, those are the best under-18 kids in the world. And yeah, I know. And right they're here, right here. It's going to be um, awesome, so, and
2: I'll unfortunately have to watch on TV.
0: Well, I might be doing it too because they have really, really strict protocol. There's very few people that are going to get in or get out uh, because they obviously do not want to spread COVID. Uh, Texas being a pretty wide-open state, uh, the USA Hockey people have told me that it's not going to be um, the wild, wild west in their in their facilities. So, uh, or their games. So we'll find well, out.
2: But we'll, you, we'll that's right. That. You can down, you can downplay it. That's okay. We know that you'll show up, and they'll be like, "Oh, we didn't realize
0: just who it was. Please come on in." <laughs> oh, stop. Okay, so I I want to do a shout-out to our executive producer, Terry. He's done a great job putting up the tons of videos that I've sent her. Uh, Feel better, Terry. She wanted me to remind you that uh, the YouTube channel is full of them. They look fantastic. They sound great. Oh, yeah. Um, Get out there. Check out the YouTube videos. Even if you're not an ACHA fan, it's well worth the listen. Uh, Great interview yesterday with the executive director, Craig Barnett. Uh, Hoping to do another one with the men's. Uh, ACHA one tournament chairman uh, Brian Moran here shortly, and uh, that'll be up as soon as we uh, have it done. But um, so, yeah, but it's been fantastic, Paul. It's just been a really fun time. I, the, the first three days, I'm not going to lie to you, was very taxing. The uh, four games a day and not much time in between and not much sleep, but things are cooling down now. And you know, yeah, I might yeah. even spend the morning washing clothes tomorrow because I got yeah, to. Kinda close to wash, so. (laughs) let your butler do it. (laughs) Okay, take it away, my friend. Let's say. Roger Klein's
2: Cancion Tequila has presented College Hockey Southwest Weekly. It is brought to you by Verizon Wireless, the 5G and 5G Ultra band for business that America has been waiting for. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra smooth, Arizona owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. Buy summer skates. Play on the ice is always heating up, as is the weather. Make more important to keep those drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the summer skates banner. Behind the mask and its three valley locations, in line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at behindthemask.com. Buy OxyPow visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxypow.com by burrito express our family recipes to your table the place in the east valley for great taste and great value m drive presenting partner of what drives you m drive in the morning relax at night our two-step system for energy stamina recovery by college bar and grill in tempe by asu fans for asu fans And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts, the NCHC has it all. And NCHC.tv has you covered. Go to NCHC.tv and subscribe. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequilas College Hockey, Southwest Weekly, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com
0: network. All right, very well done, my friend, as we uh, get ready for a championship game in about one hour from now here at the Maryville Hockey Center, Chesterfield, Missouri. As I peek behind me, Paul, I see the sun has poked out. Uh, We actually have sunshine after a day full of wet snowflakes and rain and uh, miserable temperatures. It is now uh, uh, partly sunny sky behind me. So, you know what? Maybe I will see that arch tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, maybe
2: you will. Um, (laughs) Don't forget, uh, next Tuesday night, uh, because we haven't had a chance to mention it yet, uh, we will definitely have or at least we're scheduled to have the coach at Alaska
0: join. Yeah, us, love Matt it. Curley. Love it. How uh, good is
2: that going to be? Good job getting be, that one. Well, I think that'll be. I think it'll be a fun time. I, it, it a lot of interesting questions to ask. Uh, they are trying to uh, save their program, so to speak. Well, not so to speak exactly as uh, we talk. Um, we might have uh, somebody. On from their uh, their fun, I don't want to, I don't know if I don't want to use the term fundraising committee, but um, you know one of the people in in, in the Save uh, Alaska Hockey. Uh, okay, I like that. Uh, we can uh, leave it at that. Foundation, for lack of I I how I will have to ask that question, or we might split that out into two episodes. I don't know yet. I'm waiting to hear back. Um, but either way, Matt Curley, the head coach at Alaska, will join us. And I look forward to that because there's a lot of good questions and a lot of interesting stuff going on up there as well.
0: Okay, so that's next Tuesday. Tomorrow night, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, Stephen and I will have hopefully either the winning coach or the winning one of the players from the winning team tomorrow night. We're inviting them on. So depending on where they are and their travels to get home, we hope to have them on. If not, we will uh, bring it to you as well. And then, of course, next Sunday we're looking at hopefully doing a little preview story on the US under 18 team that will start playing the World Championships in Plano and Frisco, Texas next Monday. So, I will be working on that between now and then. Paul will be sitting at home sipping on the tequila that you've been hearing tinking around in the uh, in the glass with the ice for the entire podcast. So, some of us have a life, some of us have to work. Let's I got my is, coo-
2: I'm using my koozie. <laughs> the Summer Skates koozie is
0: being I'm used. Using my Summer Skates koozie. It. Love it. Okay, so uh, we'll say goodnight for another College Hockey Southwest Weekly, and uh, we'll ask goodnight. you to tune in again tomorrow night, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, every week so that you don't miss a show. Normally live on Podbean, 7.30 p.m., but if not, you can pick them up on any where you get your podcasts. They're always available for download. One more time, get to the YouTube channel, folks. Check it out. It's Time SW. Check out the videos. Get to uh, www.icetimehockeysouthwest.com. Uh, IceTimeHockeySW.com. How about that? I'll get this right yet.
2: 7.30 Mountain uh, Time.
0: Absolutely. Okay, folks. <laughs> we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemaker. the Good night, everybody.